0: From design, trends, and styles to modern materials and color, these are the building blocks for the future of commercial and residential interiors. This is Element Sessions, an Element Designs podcast.
1: Welcome to Element Sessions, an Element Designs podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Scurhawk. You know, we've come a long way from pencil and paper when it comes to design mockups. Design software like 2020 design we'll discuss today has really revolutionized the architecture and design industry, making what once was almost a picture in someone's head into a fully fleshed out concept and rendering. My guest is Vanessa de Global Training Manager at 2020. Vanessa, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having us, Shelby. So I'm always fascinated to hear designers' backstories because they really help us understand kind of what influences your work today. So, Vanessa, tell us how you got into just this industry and this design industry, and then what eventually brought you to
0: 2020. Sure. Oh, so it's really a long story. So we'll try to keep it simple. (laughs) Um, But it's funny, in college, I actually started out as a music major and accidentally fell into this. And one of the reasons I decided to avoid being a music major was because I was afraid that the only real job that I would be able to find is a teacher. And I thought, I couldn't really picture myself teaching music. So I ran very quickly. And luckily, the the college I was at had a design program, and I knew a few people in it and fell into it. Well, now looking back At this moment, it's hilarious because, one, um, I am the global training manager, so to think, like I didn't want to be teaching and how it's comes full circle. Um, But it's just, it's wild because growing up, the thing I didn't really consider, but when I was really young, my grandfather, my father, my uncles were all tradesmen, contractors, or builders. So I kind of grew up in the sawdust. I just didn't really realize that... I had a place in that sawdust.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's that's fascinating what uh, what particular trade? Were, uh, were they involved in? You know, most of them were in building or uh, maybe in
0: a little bit more in the niche. My uncle was an electrician. So there was a variety of things. But um, always being able to like I, I'll never forget really being able to as a, as a kid run around, you know, new builds and see these different spaces and kind of see them come to life where I think a lot of people maybe don't have that chance. They just see the final image and think it's like a snap and it just shows up.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, that's a great- exactly right, is that you, you've you literally seen the inner workings of a building. You've seen the blueprints in real life. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, so when uh, when you graduated college, how did you then, like, what was your first job? Yeah, so I was
0: actually working as a kitchen designer. Um, I worked at a big box store for quite some time and then uh, moved on to a real small shop uh, in West Michigan and loved it, but knew, like, there had to be more out there. And I immediately, in both of those roles, used software um, to be able to design spaces. It happened to be 2020 design. and. And it just so happened that the college that I graduated from was adding a kitchen and bath certificate program to their curriculum, and they were looking for an instructor specifically for 2020 design. So I kind of fell into teaching that way because I had learned by doing, and it just so happened it worked out perfect. And I immediately fell in love with being able to kind of share some of the techie side of things with designers to be, if you would.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The initial 2020 design that you were working on um, there in that big box store—I uh, wh- guess—if you could just contrast that to what's capable uh, and what the offerings have expanded to today, I guess what are those those night and day differences? Oh my gosh! Yeah, looking back, because now we're talking like it's so it's crazy to
0: think about, but 20 years ago was really when I first started touching it. So um, back then, I can tell you the very first kitchen or space that I sold on a weekend, again, in a big box store, you know, weekends are prime time and there's lots of people coming in. Um, I didn't really even know how to use the software to its fullest. So I was looking at everything in a plan view and any designer listening to this will be able to appreciate it. I didn't know how to pull up an elevation. So I wasn't able to really see it in kind of a front view or a picture view. That week after, luckily, I had another designer could second check my work. And she was like, "Mm, you have two different heights of cabinets in this space. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So back then, we really, really uh, leverage, you know, plan views and kind of just that sketch, if you would, where today, it is like literally a click of a button, and you can see the entire space in 3D. Um, You could do 3D back then, but it was a couple clicks to get there. And if you hadn't been taught, you might not have, you know, intuitively just clicked it magically right. and gotten to that.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Right. And then I'm sure the the quality of that 3D rendering is back. Oh my different too. Yes,
0: yes, I can remember the very first project. Now this is fast forward a little bit with the uh, custom design shop that I was at. It was really small. There was the owner and two designers, right? And we did everything. But I remember spending a lot of time on one specific project that I really, really, really wanted to win because I knew I was um, up against another design firm, and I spent all this time like picking every finish and kind of mapping every color. And a lot of times that meant like looking up a finish, importing in the software, matching it to the pieces it needed to go to, rendering it and then printing that out and kind of going through all these steps. I spent so much time. Um, I had it printed out in a notebook and in the presentation, the owners literally looked at it said, yeah, that looks good, and flipped the page. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> can you just do me a favor? Like, can you just flip back and just pretend that you, like, want to look at this for just a are minute interested. or two? yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> no, they loved it, but they had no idea the work that it took to get it to that point. But, it, right. you know, it's, it's just funny to look back now, because, again, with a click of a button, those types of visualizations or renderings are even easier than they were even five years ago.
1: Right, right. Well, and that's – I think that that's a point right there is that you mentioned, you know, for designers listening, they'll appreciate that, you know, you couldn't pull up a, a front elevation for it. But for the average, you know, the average consumer or the average person that's looking at this, really, uh, you know, I, I can count myself as, as one of those people that I I don't fully realize how much goes into those renderings. I, I mean, I you know, I know a little bit about – the complexities of 3D and how, um, how, what, look what you, what sometimes you take for granted as, oh yeah, no, that's, that's a rendering, no big deal, but oh my God, that is requires so much, uh, you know, integration of both software and, and, you know, photography and, and just so much that goes into it that it's pretty astounding that all of it looks so easy, so simple. And I guess that's the, the best part about software, huh?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it is. It's it's really like finding those those final details or kind of finessing those final details. So that way, the whole space or everything you want to visualize makes sense in a way that you imagined it, because. You're going to show that to the homeowner, the homeowner, of course, they're not going to be able to read a floor plan or a 2D view or a basic view that, you know, we've maybe waved our hands or sketched on a notepad for them. Um, but as soon as they see that space and all of those finishes and maybe even like the little things like accessories and details that make it look lived in, then they start to realize like, oh, okay, that's how I'm actually going to use the space. I can picture myself there. Now they're invested. Like in every way possible
1: well and that's you know in real estate that's the beauty of staging yeah because a lot of times you can't picture yourself in a home that you're staring at empty walls and empty empty floors you know you need to see somebody else's fabulous couch and furniture and and you know maybe mid-century accent design you know uh, you know accessories that really be like oh Okay. I can I can picture my couch here. My, you know, my bed over there, my dresser, you know, it, yeah, it makes the world a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And even if you kind of look at it the other way too from the designer's perspective, they might pull it up in 3D or click that button and see the room and then realize that they hinged something wrong or they forgot to recess the toe kick or they forgot some little add-on that you know, they had intended to specify, but maybe forgot to click that one thing or forgot to go in and, and find that detail, which, you know, in, a, in the final bill of materials or list or report that they pull, a lot of times checking that means finding like a letter or a number and how easy that can be to miss. But when I can see a picture of it, I can go, oh, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that and go back and fix it well before the mistake can happen.
1: Exactly exactly well let's let's talk about the designer uh, side of it, but um, you're we're kind of going on a spectrum from you know outside consumer to maybe more educated to consumer to now what about the beginning designer somebody that you know probably didn't go to school for this and that's just you know that's kind of the the nature of of a lot of industries today you you learn on the job so what are the the challenges that? new designers face when trying to to learn this uh, this you know technology this design software
0: yeah yeah so there's kind of good and bad to this story here <laughs> where the challenges are really in just the expectation of what it takes to be a designer so maybe they had a different career or maybe they are just starting out in a career if they're just starting out chances are they've grown up on HGTV.
1: Yes. right? <laughs> you know, right. They've,
0: they've kind of grown up in this world where they, again, see the final thing that happened in the course of two days, which realistically mm-hmm. probably should take, you know, way longer than that.
1: Um, they saw Chip and Jaylana oh go ahead and make gosh. that sketch and it's perfect.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, just being able to put themselves in that process of, okay, now I have to step back. And a lot of times if you do go to school for design or you try to start with the basics, that first class or that first step is with a pencil and paper. Even though the technology is really a requirement to order things correctly and do things quickly, um, a lot of times the brainstorming and just the ideas um, sometimes happen a little bit more organically if you do them on paper first. So that's one challenge. Um, The other side too, if I kind of pick on uh, or use the word sales, which is super scary, I think for a lot of designers, um, that's like a really intricate a really big thing that a designer has to feel comfortable selling. And selling themselves, selling their concepts, selling their design. And I don't know that all the new designers that I know are usually really surprised or shocked when they realize like how much they have to be a salesperson. And some of them will take it and run with it and they're very successful. Um, But some, I know a lot of people who decided not to stick in the business because they just didn't see themselves themselves. in a sales role.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Because you have to have so much confidence in your work that you can, without a doubt, uh, suggest it and consult someone and say, you know, this really is the best, uh, the best design for you. This is going to, what's, what takes in your needs, your wants um, and adds, you know, my kind of designer flair for somebody that is a little bit more fluid in their ideas. Uh, yeah, I can totally see that somebody like presents a, a design and be like, well, but you know, if you don't really like the, you know, the, the cabinet this way, I guess I could put them over here or, mm-hmm. or maybe over there. <laughs> and it, it becomes a whole, you're losing that, uh, that confidence of expertise. Basically. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now the good thing is, because I just said there was kind of a good and a bad side to this question. Yeah. The
1: good thing for a new designer is
0: the technology has advanced so much further in um, the details of the catalogs and the relationships that we have with the manufacturers that we work with. So if they're specifying a very particular cabinet line or countertop brand or even wall finish, a lot of those details are built into the software they're using. So in this case, a lot of times they might not have the experience selling that product yet, but they it's a lot harder to make a mistake because they're going to be picking from an actual catalog um, without having to do a whole lot of homework.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because before you had to kind of memorize. Grab almost. that
0: spec book. Exactly. Know the nomenclature, find all the add-ons. And there's, um, you know, some catalogs where you might do some customization or add-ons is what we call it um, in the software that it might look a certain way and on the screen or price a certain way, but then you go to order it and you find out, oh, it doesn't, you can't actually do that, or you can't do that combination. Where now most catalogs will restrict you from making those mistakes or maybe combining the wrong color with the wrong wood or door style. Um, it, it's pretty amazing that it uh, overall, when you're specifying a product, the software almost takes you from A to Z, step by step in making sure that you're picking everything that's required to actually order that product. That's
1: super helpful and it's reassuring. Yes, absolutely. So for uh, for the more advanced designers or designers that have been in the industry for a while uh the thing about technology is that it's always changing and Uh, it's always updating so how difficult is it then for designers to kind of keep up with that current technology and and what's possible and then also i mean what are some ways to make that more efficient for these for these designers listening that are yeah they you know They've, they're swamped. They don't have time to really devote to studying it. So how do they keep up to date? Exactly. Uh, now, what's really amazing is there's almost
0: endless ways of continuing education in this example. So uh, in many ways, whether it's a podcast like this or webinars, or we have a lot of different ways to communicate that, again, five years ago we didn't do this much or have this voice unless you were face-to-face with someone. um, There's a lot of ways to stay on top of that. Uh, With most softwares out there, you know, there's constant updates so for us even you could say you could expect some changes or some new features or some new things in the software almost every quarter Um, so considering that it's like okay how often am I am I going to sit down and like read through the notes of the software update or watch this webinar or take the time to go to a class Um, there's a lot of different things either through again through web tools and watching uh, maybe a recorded session of what's new and what's changing all the way to there's Facebook groups and different social groups out there that are sharing best practices. My personal favorite is going to be kind of linking up or connecting with different associations that are out there. Um, Some of them are really kitchen and bath focused. Some of them are building focused. Um, There's a variety of them, but we try to get out to as many as we can because we know like that's a constant challenge, right? Like what's new? What have I missed? How do I do this? Because I see my competitor doing it. Those are the things that I'm always asked about every single day.
1: (laughs) Right, right. So uh, 2020, they, you know, create design software uh, solutions for designers, manufacturers, retailers, and I understand uh, there's a new release that uh, came out recently, the 2020 Cap Complete for office design. Yeah. I guess just, will you, will you go over Cap Design and also just some of the, the newer technology that's coming out of 2020 that uh, really is is keeping designers just on the right on the edge of, of what's possible to, yeah. like you said, keep up with the competitors.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's almost <laughs> like you said with uh, all the changes with technology. It's a little overwhelming to stay on top of that because well, we have to change to, to get <laughs> get on top of all of these updates. Um, but as a company, we look at the design process and um, really make sure that we're answering the problem or answering the quest in every step of that process. So you'll hear the term or the phrase end-to-end solution when you look at 2020's website, or if you talk to anybody from our team. Um, so we have software programs that are really geared toward the manufacturing side of things. So think CNC machines and calculating how much wood should be required to cut something a certain way um, to produce the product. And then of course, 2020 design, the software that we've been referring to that most people have had experience with in the kitchen and bath industry is we would probably be our flagship product. most people People, whether they're in school or in a professional seat they've probably used it at some point um, we have some tools that are geared more for those large retailers so they're um, kind of selling or they are presenting themselves to that DIY consumer a little bit of a different focus right um, and then the the tool that you just mentioned that fits more in our portfolio for office designers we actually have four different softwares for office design so it's a little Different than residential design or kitchen and bath design, but the same concept. It's really rich with catalogs and that having, again, all those relationships with these big manufacturers. If you think of like Herman Miller, Steelcase, Hayworth—all of those. um, Being able to specify, create floor plans, see 3D in color, uh, getting all of those details correct again, because now we're not just talking about like one room, like a kitchen, but often an entire floor or even an entire building of parts and pieces that it takes to outfit that whole space. Um, So that yeah, there's a lot of different tools that we work with, and we have some amazing teams worldwide that help build out the catalogs, the content, and um, stay on top of all of the technology trends. The really, really interesting thing about CAP Complete that I have to mention is the reason we introduced that product was because there was a really big need in the industry for a tool that was kind of like an all-in-one tool that has a CAD platform and has the power of all of the specification that we already have in CAP. So um, regardless of where this designer fits in the industry there's probably a 2020 tool that they would uh, really take advantage of in their career
1: right well and that's i think the 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 key there is that uh you know software design software from 2020 and others i mean it's it's becoming very accessible for uh for designers in all trades and in all industries and that's that's an exciting trend to see because uh you know like we've we've been talking about you know technology uh can be a bit intimidating for that new designer that's coming in uh ma- but it's not even a brand new designer maybe it's someone that's changing careers maybe it's someone that's just not you know as familiar that has done it pen and paper all these years and yes they' they've got they've got to adjust but they're just not that comfortable. So it's nice to see this variety of mm-hmm. solutions. It's really interesting that you say adjust and, you know,
0: considering the designer and what they're looking at. Um, I think there was actually a previous podcast where you guys talked about resi as a yes. term that kind of came out of Neocon last year. And, you know, it's maybe not as black and white anymore where we're saying, you know, a kitchen designer is a kitchen designer and an office designer is an office designer. Now there's all of these like space planners that, you know, are being asked, to solve problems in every space that you could imagine. Right. (laughs) So now it's like, okay, now what tool do I use? What can I use that kind of involves everything? And that's really where a lot of our uh, relationships with our manufacturers and our content is going, where uh, you'll be able to see and click on a button and have access to all of our manufacturers. That's yet to be seen, but we're getting really close to that. It's super exciting. That's fantastic.
1: Let me ask you, um, how much easier would your life have been when you were back in the big box designing kitchens on 2020 design 1.0, and I'm, I'm you know, speaking yep, yep. figuratively, but uh, <laughs> versus what is possible today? Oh, well, I can just, the
0: details were, a lot of them were still hand-drawn. So for example, um, although the software was used and utilized exclusively to specify the cabinets, a lot of times I would still hand draw the countertop layout and still oh, fax yeah. over that sketch and still, yeah. you know, request things in ways where today I think back and at, uh, you know, if I fax something over, I wouldn't expect an answer for days. Yeah. And that's unimaginable today. You know <laughs> right, right. if you don't reply to my email today, I think like I'm offended. You no? <laughs> <up>. <laughs> right. You
1: up the face of the earth.
0: Clearly. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's, yeah, it's just kind of the speed, which is good and bad, because sometimes you're like, you know, how fast and how many projects can I put in my plate in a day without making a mistake. <laughs> but being able to expedite and include almost every single design decision within my software um, really helps me make sure that I don't miss anything. It keeps it very accurate to make sure that that quote, includes everything and sets that right expectation for that homeowner or that end user.
1: Well, great stuff and and uh, a fun conversation today, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thank you, Shelby.